Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Ananobi catch and shoot. Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross-court pass from Lowry. OG's three puts Toronto back in the series. They win it 104-103. That was as quick as you can shoot a shot, PK. He didn't even want to follow through. He just kind of flipped it up there, afraid it'd be in his hand for another tenth of a second or two, and they'd rule it late. But he just kind of flipped it up there, and it went in. Dramatic. 2-1 oh, now. I know. Oblady, Oblada with that three. Life goes on for the Raptors. Oh, how life goes on. <laughs> Looked like they were about to go down 3-0, and that would have been it. That game was dramatic. That game had the fun finish. Clippers and Nuggets, that was over early. You had a chance to go watch baseball or go to bed early, PK, because you knew what was going to happen with the Clippers and the Nuggets pretty early on. 120-97, to the Clippers were up by 25 in the third quarter. They were rolling. Yeah, the Clippers play like that. They're the best team in the league. It's why I picked them to win it all. I don't know if they're going to play like that. A whole bunch more times, but when they do, I don't think anything, any team is better. They got Beverly back. He gave him a little bit of boost. So I think they got all their guys now, and uh, maybe you can say the Nuggets were gassed a little bit, but it doesn't matter. The Clippers just looked really good, and they got a great defensive team when they want to be, and they got a lot of parts, and they got a superstar at the top. They seem to have what they need to win it all. The only team that looks like they can stand in their way would be the Lakers. And the Lakers are going to count on two guys. And can those two guys do it four times in seven games? Because it doesn't look like there's anybody in the East. The Lakers in the Western Conference would be the biggest hurdle. Otherwise, Kawhi Leonard, rare air. Three titles with three different teams. A back-to-back champ. (laughs) The only one in the NBA. Nobody else is back-to-back. Kawhi just personally would be. Uh, today, Bucks and Heat. Miami's up 2-0 at 4:30. Rockets, Lakers, game one at seven. Uh, first game's on TNT. Second game's on ESPN. Yuck, that's a weird deal. They spoil them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah that's unbelievable. John Moran is the NBA Rookie of the Year. 99 out of a possible 100 first place votes. It's like the Baseball Hall of Fame. You don't want the Rookie of the Year to be unanimous. That didn't make any sense. He was easily the guy. Well, he easily won it. Charlotte Hornets announced radio broadcaster John Falk will not return, violating the team's social media policy. Suspended indefinitely August 17 after he used a racial slur in a tweet about a playoff game between the Jazz and the Nuggets. It never occurred to me that you could change two letters and end up in a lot of trouble and lose your job, but it turns out he did. One year with the club and he's out. Well, when I saw that, I said, what the fuck? I mean, it was unbelievable. Started thinking of a uh, De Niro movie. De Niro movie? I guess you didn't. The Yockers. <laughs> yeah, Yock, there you go. Yock was thinking of it. Oh, I don't know. You say Yock or Falk? 
Uh, yeah, he claimed that the Nuggets, when he typed it, somehow uh, auto-spelled into the N-word. Sort of crazy there. I did uh, one time, well, probably more than that, but the, I have, I think we've all uh, sent stuff and auto-correct has changed it to something else. But I, I don't know how that could happen. But that was a tweet. It's just amazing to me how many people have lost jobs or whatnot because of Twitter. Enough that you couldn't count them. You would try to count them up, and then whatever it was, someone would double-check your list and find out you missed people. It's a lot of people. I, I should just use it like you do. It just You're right. You should. Every, everything is happy. Absolutely. Promos, not even happy. It's like, this is this. This is when this is on. I, I just can't do it, though. But see, the thing is, well, it depends if you believe the story or not. What? Well, well that's just his individual story, but right. so what? I mean, there's been, yeah. as you say. There have been a lot of people. Countless others. Yes. I, well, I, can't, I can't use it to advertise. I can't use it to promo. So I'm just not going to use it. Yeah, okay. Well, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. While a couple of teams will have fans in the first week, I anticipate more communities will have fans and more stadiums will have fans as the season goes on. As we show and demonstrate that we can do this safely. And I think that's the, the challenge for us. And we accept that challenge. We believe that we can do that. That's Roger Goodell on putting fans in the stadiums and then putting more fans in the stadium and then putting more fans in the stadiums. That's how I'd expect it to evolve over time. People want to go to games and clubs want to make money. So you would think, hey, let's do it with this number of people. Okay, that worked. Let's bump it up a few more thousand. And what he said is kind of, I don't know, dog bites man stuff, isn't it? Isn't that how you'd expect it to evolve? Um, I guess unless I they had some big setback and outbreak, but... I told you in June they're going to have at least 10,000, and they're going to go from there. Yep, and then pump it up. An NFL guy told me that in June. The New England Patriots named Cam Newton as the team's starting quarterback and a team captain. So when Bill Belichick a couple days was talking about how great his work ethic is, you can see it all building towards this. He's the guy, and we'll see how far the Patriots go because obviously – they lost multiple people in free agency, then they had multiple guys opt out, and plus it's the NFL, so with the exception of the Patriots, eh, most teams you never know year to year anyway. I guess there's a handful of others you can kind of guess. Saints are usually pretty good. But we saw the Rams go to the Super Bowl and then completely fall apart. That happens too. Seattle Seahawks suspended wide receiver re-signed suspended wow messed that up with one word didn't I Seattle Seahawks re-signed suspended wide receiver Josh Gordon to a one year deal he's 29 years old PK he was a ute for a couple of minutes impressed everybody in a couple practices but he's had multiple problems been suspended changed schools in college and suspended in the NFL looks like he's on track to get reinstated curious how good Josh Gordon can still be me too is he, is he like 700-yard, 50-catch guy with five or six TDs? Or is he just dominant, explosive guy, and we've been missing this rare talent forever, and he's going to have you know, 12, 1,300 yards and a dozen TDs, 100 catches? Yeah, I think I'd be more worried about him staying clean 
just staying on the field and giving you something. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts made center Ryan Kelly the richest center in NFL history, signed him to a four-year contract extension, $50 million bucks, $34 million guaranteed. How many losers are there in pro sports, PK? Two. <laughs> I thought the answer was none. You have graded it to two? <laughs> There's got to be somebody out there. <laughs> Very few, if, it, if any. I don't think anybody in our audience could have named Ryan Kelly as the Colts' starting center. And yet, he's got $34 million guaranteed. And he might make more than that. So. Good for him, man. I, I don't have any problem with that. That's awesome. Adrian Peterson, as he find him at the end of the road? Washington letting him go. He's 35 years old. Ran for almost 2,000 yards and 12 touchdowns in two seasons in Washington. So, average a little less than 1,000 a year. Fifth on the all-time rushing list. Fourth in rushing touchdowns. See if somebody scoops him up. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Handoff. Jermaine Brown cuts it up at the 25. Veers right at the 20. To the 10. To the end zone. Touchdown, UAB. Lovertich wants to throw, swings it out, far side. Baker avoids a tackle. He's down the far sideline. Goodbye, Baker. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. There was college football last night, PK, but looking stuff over, I, I couldn't get into it. Did you get into it at all? Get into it? Watch the game for a while. Get caught up in it. South Alabama beating Southern Mississippi there, 32-21. Central Arkansas, your favorite television team now. Lost to UAB, 45-35. UAB, yeah, I I, I did watch some of that. I have, uh, I know somebody, uh, extended family who has uh, somebody who is... uh, in the athletic department at UAB, and so when they dropped the football program, it was a big deal, and then they brought it back. So very, very casually from a distance, I follow that program. So, yeah, I did watch it a little bit. You might be able to watch some Pac-12 football because the commissioner announced a deal with the Quidel Corporation, daily coronavirus testing, results back in 15 minutes. He called it a game-changer. No guarantee on a start date. It pointed out that half the conference, the four California schools and two Oregon schools, are in states that won't even allow contact practice right now. But still, it seems like a step forward. A little ray of hope that we'll have something at some point. Well, Larry Scott called it a game changer. And I do think that it's something for... Uh, to be positive about, uh, you know, I think I, they're just going to do whatever the Big, 12, uh, Big Ten does. So uh, I'm not really worried about the Pac-12 as far as football because i got to worry about what the Big Ten does. Because whatever the Big Ten does, they're going to play follow the leader. Uh, I do think that this means that basketball stands a better chance of starting earlier because they had said that, you know, they weren't going to start any sports to January 1st, which decimates non-conference basketball. Well, I think that that can bring that back to an extent, not completely necessarily, but to an extent. And then I had to laugh that, they, you know, they still hung up on the student athlete stuff because they said that, well, it's just, you know, it just, uh, we don't think a bubble for basketball is right because it takes them away 
from uh, the normal student-athlete life. They don't have a normal student-athlete life. (laughs) They're already in a bubble. It's just a a bubble on the uh, one end of campus, wherever the basketball facility is. They told you about the story of the one kid who just went to the coach and said, hey, you got to be here all day. It's Sunday. Yes, you got to be here all day on Sunday. Well, what about my wife? What do you do with married players? You're the first guy we've had who's been married in 29 years of coaching. So this is what we do. So they're already separated. They're not part of the normal student-athlete experience. But they want to continue to have this facade that they really are because it just looks bad to academic types. And the university administrators don't want to have to keep hearing it from getting crap from the the the, whatever I, the ivory professor. tower types right yeah who yeah don't and on want top of that at all and on top of that they don't want to give the players more money you're a student athlete I'm not a student if you're not a student then you're gonna have to pay more and it, we we've seen that kind of get pushed back right the the, the scholarships and they're all inclusive they get a stipend on top of it but when you hear what the market is. When coaches or assistant coaches and people in the industry tell you that oh, this player's getting twenty-five grand and this player's getting a hundred grand and this player uh, he's not even getting paid to go to the school, he's getting paid just for a home visit. So their value's capped. Some of them, not all of them, some have more value, and, and they don't want to pay them. I mean, Yak, you think you and I are conspiracy theorists? We thought young, naive Yak wasn't. And one day he's dropping. He goes, I don't know about the Mac, DJ, but the other three leagues that drop football are all the ones that had the players' union forming. Come on, that didn't raise an eyebrow? I'm like, wow, Yak was more cynical more quickly than me. I, I but you're right. believe it. Yeah, they're the three. And it'll be interesting to see if they come back, how quickly the players' unions are back saying, hey, what see, about us? Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about that, too. It's now time for Little Leaguers because we just read that ESPN ABC has re-upped the Little League World Series. Well, it's about the players, man. And why aren't the players getting a piece of that pie when they're broadcasting the games? So if I'm Little League, I say, hey, either you pony up or we don't play. Quadruple the allowance or I'm stuck on this bench. Playing this video game in the dormitory. It's about the players. When we turn in, I just saw a a thing 30 years later on Cody Webster of Seattle. And and they did a He was the guy when they won it up there 30 years ago. So, and and he went to Eastern Washington and flamed out, which is most of them. And the parents are all excited because their kid is going to make it. No, it's not. And so we tune in to watch the boys. I think the players, the, the Little League players, should get some money. I mean, I want their licenses and images and, and what's the L stand for? Or what's the... Name, image, and likeness. Name, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Name, image, likeness, and no vegetables on the weekend. I'll eat those green beans on the weekday. Not on the weekend. Oh, I mean, you're making a joke, and I'm dead serious. Yeah, leverage now. Dabo Sweeney, it's good to see progress from the Pac-12 and Big Ten. I'd love for them to play, and testing's a great opportunity for everyone, for sure. So, should we hold on to the college football playoffs so everybody can be included? Ah, we're ready to roll. That'd be something I wouldn't be in favor of. It'd be hard to start November and then push the season into February. (laughs) Well, I agree with him on that. I think he's thinking, my guys, I'm going to lose more guys to the NFL. I want to play because I got a chance to win this whole thing. 
And I know I'm going to have three to five to seven guys opt out to the NFL and not be available for a February or March playoff game. Uh, yeah, sure, I buy that. Nor do I think he gives a crap if those other two leagues play, for that matter. No, I think deep down he's thinking, that, well, the Pac-12 is not going to be it anyway. This is just about Ohio State. And I'm not going to lose games to wait for Ohio. I'm not going to lose players while I wait for Ohio State. I don't blame him. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Alonzo rips it down the left field line. Toward the corner, it's deep, and it is good! A home run! A walk-off! And Pete Alonzo, with a leadoff two-run homer in extra innings, has given the Mets a come-from-behind victory of 9-7 against the New York Yankees. One day after the death of the franchise, Tom Seaver, the Mets have pulled off a stunning comeback for the franchise against their rivals from the Bronx. All right. A thousand announcers are called a million games, but that was a very 2020 phrase right there, PK. A leadoff two-run homer. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy that. at second base to start extra innings, so you can have a leadoff two-run homer now. I hope he wasn't thinking that Tom Seaver from the great beyond allowed Alonzo to hit that ball over the fence. I don't know what he was thinking, but it seemed like that's what he was referencing. Yeah, we're getting a little silly on that stuff. Clayton Kershaw, 2,500 career strikeouts. Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 5-1. to one. Kershaw with a strong outing. So, he averages about 200 a year for his career, PK. And you think he's got three years left in him? He's 32. That put him at 35. For 3,000 career strikeouts, a big number. thought about that. I mean, that's a big number, but what does it get you? Hall of Fame, which he'll probably get anyway. So in his case, probably not that much. Yeah, I think for him, it's trying to have success in the postseason shake that thing that has just been over his head. That's a dark cloud that he's got. 29-10 and 10 for the Dodgers uh, as they continue to Dominate. I was going to say continue to fine-tune, but what's the fine-tune? They're on like 121 pace right now. Try to remain as a dominant team. Keep their edge heading into the postseason because they are running away from everybody. Mike Clevenger, after the trade, made his debut with the Padres, and they got shut out. Angels beat him 2 to nothing. Padres only mustered three hits in that one. Yeah, I think Haney's their best pitcher for the Angels. He's a nice throwing left-hander. Uh, and I watched that game. It was on in the afternoon. hes They don't have a lot of pitching, and he's one of the guys who can get you some wins. Clevenger was strong. Two runs, seven hits, over six innings, but not good enough. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. So we were sitting here about a month ago discussing how RSL could defend and was one of the elite clubs defensively, but they just could not score goals. Playing a couple of scoreless games and after those couple scoreless draws and a 1-1, how, where are the goals going to come from? So they've scored 10 goals in three games now. They've given up seven goals in three games. So it's like the club totally got flipped on its head. Doesn't make any sense, but one of those teams that they played a scoreless draw with, Minnesota, they play them 
coming up on Sunday, and that'll be uh, 6 o'clock for the kickoff in that one. We're watching these guys. It's like watching, uh, you know, Paul Westhead's teams now. <laughs> if I leave for two minutes, I miss everything. And it's not just, uh, as Dunny likes to point out, it's not just uh, the fact that they've scored 10 goals in three games. It's actually 45 shots in the last two games, which is an outrageous number. Club record up at Portland. So we'll see what happens with Minnesota. If they, uh, you know, as soon as you start expecting high scoring, then, you know, there'll be another game with nothing. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up today, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at 8 o'clock and uh, put a bow on the season. Thoughts on where they're going now in the offseason. We'll talk with David in about uh, 45 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, Kareem Copeland, Washington Post reporter, covers Navy. Will give us a lowdown of the BYU-Navy game, which is hilarious because he used to work right here in Utah for the Associated Press. But now he's the guy to give us a lowdown. Navy's got a new quarterback because he graduated a really good senior last year, PK. And looks like they're going to be starting a senior again. So he's inexperienced, but he's a senior. What does that mean? I guess he's a better thrower than Perry was, so maybe they might air it out a little bit more. Yes, and uh, defensively. They might uh, be upgraded on the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk with Kareem Copeland about all of that. Coming up at 8.30, get the lowdown on Monday night's season opener. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Stay with us. Big Show, Big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Apparently, Aaron Rodgers, for all the years that he was playing for the Packers, was mad at McCarthy because McCarthy was with the Niners and they drafted Alex Smith. All these years, Aaron Rodgers held that against him. Right now, as we speak, are you holding a grudge against somebody? No, no, I try not to be a real grudge holder. I've got a word doc of a list. Do you have an actual (laughs) enemies list? How many are on it, Lawson? Uh, 26, I think. I think you need to start scratching names off that list. Not scratching out names on the list like done, eliminated. It's a that, forgiveness I mean, thing. I, yes. That's not a completion. <laughs> exactly. Vengeance had. Cross off. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It's time for Hot Takes Your Toes, brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing, and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. The question of the day, BYU and Navy, what are your predictions? What do you expect? Who's going to win the game? How's it going to go? What's it going to look like? How is this thing going to play out? PK, we talked about it before. Lots of questions. Not watching uh, practice. We're getting the uh, sterile comments from uh, Zoom interview sessions. Do you feel like you got a pretty good hold? Had a couple... uh, Contacts with people inside the program. Got a few of your questions answered. Or you're blindsided going into this one. 
Uh, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I wouldn't say I'm blindsided, but you're right. I don't have any personal eyeball feel myself. Uh, but, uh, you know, you try to do without bugging guys. You try to get a little information. You know, it's not something that is super pressing to me because we get to see it unfold anyway. So, you know, a couple things here and there, but I don't really want to bug guys on stuff that we're all going to find out anyway. Yep. So, so I, I think the thing that I assumed, and probably you did, and probably lots of our viewer, or listeners did as well, is that with Bushman... His combination of size and speed, and you could see the improvement over his career, and you just thought, he's going to have a big year, and how is Navy, how is a service academy going to physically match up with him? It just figured like that was a guarantee. Like on third and six, Navy's going to be in a lot more trouble than the average team is on third and six. And now they don't have him for that. And, and maybe somebody else will step in and make plays, but I don't have a good feel for that at all. And mentally, yeah, well, I was that, that, counting on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no point in talking about him, though, because he's not there anymore. Nope. So uh, injuries are a part of the game. They suck for the individual, but the, the team goes on. So uh, as cool, cold as it is to say, Matt Bushman is out of my mind. I'm not thinking about him. I wish him the best and, and want him to have a long, productive NFL career and make millions and all that stuff. But that is, it's a waste of time to talk about him for uh, Navy because he's not going to play. Uh, so it's about the other guys. It's, it's it's who you have, not who you don't have. So they have an opportunity to win this game. I think this is a huge game for them. It's a real tone setter for the season because they don't have a big, powerful schedule. And right now they only got the eight games scheduled. The Navy's coming off uh, an 11-win season, which is impressive. You win 11 games. I don't care what level you're playing at. You win 11 games in an individual season. That's a really good season. There's no other way to spin that, no matter what happened and who you're playing. That's great. And here they've got this opportunity for the Cougars to beat the marquee team on their schedule. And I think if they want any legitimacy to it, and the program has been somewhat in the doldrums because it has been, you know, the one step up and the one step back and two steps up and two steps back. And you got to get past that. And this game is a, an opportunity right now to set the tone for the season because if you beat They'll have a winning record. I don't. I don't. In my mind, there's no question about that. But you know, if you beat a bunch of teams and then the best team that you played, you don't beat. Well, what's going on there? And then you can say, well, why has there been so much inconsistency in this program? Because you beat arguably the best team on your schedule last year. Uh, you know. Probably not. I would probably put Utah as their best, the best team on their schedule. But that but, combination of Tennessee, USC, and Boise yeah. State says you have talent. Right. You are capable of being a very good team. One win could be a fluke. But three of those? Yeah. Come on. You're good. You've got talent. Right. And they just totally laid an egg over there in Hawaii. And that bothered me uh, because they got to get some momentum going. They can't. You know, those all of those wins that you said were great wins. You take them every single time. You know, they're they're wins that you can point to and say, yeah, that's pretty good. But you didn't really follow it up to the degree that you need to follow it up with. And so here you got this opportunity to play. Uh, you know, every everyone respects the Naval Academy. Every single young man and woman who go to the Naval Academy, you respect automatically. You know, I've had a 
opportunity to come across a few over the years we all have. I had uh, an opportunity to write a recommendation for uh, a young man to go there, you know, and, and as you're writing it, you know that it's going to go to some very uh, important people and very well accomplished people. So you want to make sure even as you're writing the recommendation, you want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward because it's something that you know, it's, it's just it's great. There's no other way to say it, and at least for me, if, if somebody else and may not think the service academies, uh, whatever you're, you're allowed to think whatever you want. I'm not going to try to convince you either way. So we do have enormous respect, or I have enormous respect for them. And with that in, on our minds, this is going to be a noteworthy win, and really set the tone that we are a consistent winning program. They've got to get to that point. That's why I think this game is crucial and super important. I agree with all of that, but just going back to the last season and you know the way they beat Tennessee and the way they beat uh, USC and then Boise State, but the way they collapsed in the fourth quarters at Toledo, at South Florida, at Hawaii, I'm thinking even if they do come up with a great game against Navy and they win that thing and they impress everybody and all that, you know, are they going to stumble against an Army? Or I was reading something yesterday. I don't know anything about Western Kentucky. And all of a sudden, Western Kentucky, I'm reading this thing that they're supposed to have a really good defense and maybe they can win their league. You know, so when we get to that game, will it turn out that, you know, they're sitting on a few wins and, you know, they're capable of an upset? Tyson that, Helton's the head coach down there, Clay's I, brother. I thought, uh, okay. <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah. I thought BYU would be fine at Toledo and South Florida, and they had they had the lead in the second half, but they collapsed in the fourth quarter of those games and the Hawaii game too. And, and, but that's last year, I'm right? But you've got to put on, that's why you got to put all of that behind you this year. But are we going to know that for sure? Even if they play well against Navy, I mean, we need them to play well. If they play poorly against Navy, then yeah, it's like you said, there's but, any such thing as guarantees in sports. You're telling me the Bucks are uh, a title contender last week and now you're telling me that it doesn't look like anybody from the east is going to give them uh, give the clippers and lakers any competition so uh, you, you can't get overwhelmed i don't i don't think like that to me it's about this year setting the tone for this year and winning this ball game now if you lose the ball game then it's like oh here we go again but if you win the ball game then you got a whole, a whole lot of momentum, and it's up to you to capitalize. I'm, I'm not looking for a guarantee. I'm, just because they win Navy doesn't mean they're going to go 8-0, and zero, but Navy is the task at hand. 8-0 and zero is not the task at hand. Navy's the task at hand. And they've got to find a way to win this ballgame. It's a, it's a crucial game for the success of their season. Well, we got predictions on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. Justin says, I'm going to be off work and eating brats. So that's his yeah. prediction. Well, is, uh, is that like his uh, personal tailgate? Is that what he's talking about? I think so. I think so. Okay. F- food and football, they can go together. Sure. I know they don't for everybody, but they do for some of us. Well, especially that time of day. I mean, it's dinner time here on our part of the country. Who doesn't do food and football? <laughs> yuck. <laughs> yuck. There's got to be somebody out there, yuck. Okay. <laughs> they're not wired like you and me, but they're still out there somewhere. Uh, Sam says that game won't happen. Someone or something will screw it up. I think that game's going to happen. Oh, the game won't be played? Is yeah, that what that's talking what about? Sam's saying. It's like we, we shouldn't be sitting here on a Friday morning well, thinking about a Monday night We've game. seen college football being played already. 
Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm past that. I, think I mean, I guess it could happen. Anything could happen. I think it'll. I think they'll but play the game. We've seen footballs being played, high school footballs being played, college footballs being played. The NFL is scheduled to open in six days. Am I right? Right. It's next Thursday, right? Next yes, Thursday. it is. Yep. The Chiefs. Yeah. So it's here. It's going to happen. Yeah, you know, they could. Uh, it could be an outbreak at any given time. We've seen a couple of high school games here locally, right? Where they've had an outbreak and they've had we to have. postpone it very yep. close to the games, two or three days before, whatever it might be. What's been yeah, the I day think we're all well aware of that. Yeah, so there you go. So I guess that's a that's a possibility. But you know, we'll we'll get there if we get if we get there. Then we'll worry about that then. But right now, uh, I think it's a go. These kids are being tested and and they're doing everything that they can to. Uh, follow the protocols and whatnot. So I'm confident that it will happen. I'm not a hundred percent and that's just the reality of it, but we're having Kareem sing in this. Yeah. This is a huge game. We're having Kareem Copeland on at eight 30 and he wrote a story for the Washington post and talked about how I've never been to the Naval Academy, but the, uh, my father-in-law is actually a Naval Academy graduate, but he, and he's talked about it some, but he has never mentioned the fact, I didn't know there was a wall all around the place. And uh, the everyone has been on campus. Yeah, you Trump can't, built it. You can't even, I don't think so. Uh, you can't even go into town and get food. They are, they are in their and, own and the, academy uh, bubble. West Point paid for it, too. <laughs> Keep working on PK. <laughs> that just occurred to you. Got to rush and get that in. We can hear your we can hear your brain working. <laughs> Trump Processing. Built, Trump Processing. built the wall. Here we and, go. And West Point paid for it. Just slide that into the you conversation my, with Kareem. My brain. Yeah, you, go slide that into the conversation That's with Kareem Copeland because he brain. hasn't heard it, and you'll just slide it in, and it'll hit him, and then he'll end up repeating that to Naval Academy people. Oh. No. He doesn't like Trump. Just go look at his Twitter account. Yeah. But he'll go repeat <laughs> that to people. <laughs> BYU and Navy. So what was your point? What are your predictions? Uh, what was I, I forgot the, what the heck I was talking about when she made the wall thing. Oh, that they're in a bubble. The thing about they the are wall in a bubble. They are literally they're... surrounded by yeah, a wall right. and armed guards and are not allowed to go into town and, and get something to eat. They just started allowing deliveries according to Kareem's story, where, you know, you can call whoever you like in town. and Domino's? You know, exactly, yeah. Your pizza place or, you know, your burgers, I don't know, <laughs> barbecue, whatever Uber. whatever you want, yeah. Uber Eats! They have armed guards? They armed do. guards! <laughs> Does Air Force have a wall around What's there? The point of You've been to Air Force. Do they have a wall around the campus? No, it's a massive place. No. no. Air Force thinks no. it's on top of this hill. It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. I've seen it from a distance. It is but I hundreds of acres. They have a north exit entrance and a south, and they're, you saw off the top of my head, they're probably five miles apart. No electric fence, no wall, but probably cameras everywhere. No. Uh, well, they, you have to go through security to get there, and obviously they've beefed it up. But the 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 fo- football stadium is real close to the north entrance. 
the basketball, and which is a big like field house, and and it's a one big roof, and it's basketball is a small arena, and then they have the hockey, and hockey is bigger than basketball over there, so it's on it's under the same roof, and that's set back, and you got to go way back, and you would come out at night, uh, for I never covered hockey there, but uh, basketball many times, and if it was a night game, and you drive back to I twenty five you'd have to really be on your uh, watch because there's tons of deer. <laughs> so, and it's at night, you know, so you can't see it as well. So you got to make sure that you're uh, looking out for wildlife right there. But, yeah, it's a massive, massive area. Pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, so with that, that way, I think both, I think every program is doing everything they possibly can. Because, you know, the bottom line is the kids want to play. You're not getting young that men, time in your life back. Young this women, is it. Yeah. Whatever. The, and when we know in the fall, what do we have? Uh, soccer and volleyball for the for the for the women. Those are the two uh, prominent sports, right? And cross others, country, cross country, and whatnot. Yeah. But but the two prominent ones, a little higher profile. Uh, and so I'm sure all those young ladies, they want to play. And so the kids, the guys, they want to play. And we can go back and forth and. Whatever line side of the aisle you're on politically, I don't think we can argue that the majority of kids want to play. And so they're going to do everything in their power. Most of them, there's going to be, and we've had a few, but I think now they understand, maybe, I hope, that, the, that, that it's serious stuff. So they're going, to, they're going to want to play. And for the Cougars, I just think this is a huge game, and it would be such a downer to, to lose. You know, if they had Malcolm Perry... Speaking of the academy, uh, I would think they would win the game. But they don't. He's gone. He's with the Dolphins, right? Is that the team he got an uh, opportunity to play for? And so now they got a senior quarterback who is not a returner. Well, I don't follow the Naval Academy as much as I follow the Air Force Academy. But when they had a senior quarterback who hadn't played, that's the time to get him. And for the Cougars, this is the time to get these guys. It's the time to set the tone to the season, set the tone for the program. Because where is this program going? Can we really say for sure? We know where Utah's program's going, right? We're, we're pretty sure about that. They're going to be competitive. You know, some years are going to be better than others, but they're going to be competitive most of the years. And we feel very confident in saying that. But I can't really say that about BYU's football program yet. I want to. I very much want to. I want them to win. I'll be the first to tell you I want them to win. I like Sataki and the guys there. I want Tom Homo. I want them to have success. I don't have any problem saying that. If I'm a homer, I'm a homer. But they've or gone sideways. Blue, what have you. But yeah. they've well, gone they just sideways running a in place. Bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get all the momentum from the big wins, but then you give it away with fourth quarter collapses in games that looks like you had one. And I hate it when they give it away, give it away, give it away now. Nice. Kept the volume down on that, though. That wasn't bad. All right, when we come back, more on uh, Navy's new quarterback. Who is this guy? What's his deal? We will talk with uh, Kareem Copeland coming up at 8.30. David Locke will be here at 8 o'clock. Coming up next, Dallin Morris, surgeon to the top of the depth chart. We'll tell you you about him and more of your predictions for the game next. This 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kurt Heelan of NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. We've seen comparisons of Dwayne Wade and others. Can Donovan Mitchell be the superstar that a team needs to take them to the finals and eventually lead them to a championship? I think he's a guy who's a true number one, but you're going to have to find a strong number two, and that may not be rude. Dwayne Wade won a title with Shaq in a very different NBA, and then he needed LeBron there to win the next couple. The hardest part of building a championship team is there are number between 8 and 12 guys in the league you can say, I can build a title team around that guy. And Donovan Mitchell looks like he's going to be one of those guys. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. BYU and Navy, Monday night. The question of the day. Your predictions. What do you expect Brett's all about BYU. BYU 31-21 over Navy. I think the Cougar coaches to sign off on that right now. 10-point win, done. Sign me up. Uh, Oscar says uh, Navy 41, BYU 27. A senior quarterback getting his first start, and you put up 41 points? Dallin Morris would be the guy if he pulls that off. Uh, Assuming that all those points points come come from the the offense. offense. It's Dalen, not Dallin. Dalen Morris. Dalen. <clears throat> he is. Yeah. Uh, he had recruiting visits to Alabama and UAB. You think those uh, PK? You know how uh, <laughs> you've read enough of these. You know how this can be massaged, right? A recruiting visit isn't an offer, and a recruiting visit can be you driving over there and pay it for yourself. There's unlimited on those, or you know them bringing you in. Well, there's a limited number of those. I, I'm not worried about that. Who cares about that? There's professionals from every program out there. So just because Alabama gave you a recruiting visit, and am I supposed to go, wow, that's an unbelievable player? Is that I'm, I want to see what he does out on the field Monday night. That will make me go, wow, he's an un- unbelievable player, not something that happened four or five years ago. He's 6'1". He's got a little bit of size. But he is uh, he's barely played, even though he's been on campus and on the team. So, he's green. To your point about Air Force, when they had a new quarterback, it didn't matter what year he was. A senior quarterback wasn't any good if he didn't have experience in the system. Well, yeah, I, I can't say that he wasn't any good or they weren't any good. Uh, it's up to the coaches then in football to put them in the positions to succeed. And, you know, you need your other guys, particularly when you run the option, you need the guys to do what they're supposed to do uh, or else the play gets blown up. And so I can't say that he's not any good because who's to say he's not really good, but he just wasn't better than Perry. And Perry was very good. So that is possible. He played in four games, never threw a pass, ran five times for 20 yards. 
That's not much. Well, that's almost a four-yard average. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're BYU, if you're Lisa Tuiaki, you've got a chance now to see what you can uh, bait an inexperienced quarterback into doing. Kind of throw, yeah, can you trick and, him into mating. Defensive coordinators love to go against guys getting their first college start at quarterback. And there's really no excuses for the Cougars because this is the first game. So however long they've scheduled this game, how long it's been now, you've had that time to prepare. Right? So it's not like, well, you got the opener and then you got them in the second week. And you'll That's have a whole other ball game. Yeah. You know, you've had X amount. I can't remember when the game was announced. But you've had time to prepare for them. So there shouldn't be that issue to where, well, we had to cram in 20 hours of preparation and hope the guys looked on their iPads and phones and whatever where we give them the videos to study and all that stuff. And not only that, they haven't had any class. So there was no reason for class to get in the way for that matter, too. So the opportunity was there full time to focus on Navy from the defensive perspective. So I don't want to hear that. That That's just another excuse to me. They've had a month. That was August 6th. All the stories are published here. And you got to okay. figure Kalani knew a day or two before that, right? They announced it on the 5th. At the, well, no, no, I mean, it's August 6th. He probably knew a little bit before that. But that's still a month. By the time we get there, today's the 4th. The game is the 7th. That's a month to get ready. That's a lot of prep time. Yes, exactly. So... That's out the window. It's about the production. This is, unless there's a drastic slew of injury or whatnot, this is a game to where there's really no gray area. Did you win or did you lose? And that's really all that matters. And it doesn't matter if you won by one or, you know, they fumbled at the one when they were going in for the winning score. None of that matters. It is just a situation of did you win or lose? And, you know, I don't want to hear, well, refereeing or, you know, you take away those four turnovers and all that nonsense. Not, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to go in that direction now. And BYU is an experienced team, too. We've got a lot of players who've played a lot of games. Yeah, Zach Wilson was talking about that. There's a core of guys who are in their third year, and you're not going to get much better than that. You know, third year at playing because they had, you know, a couple of years ago they were playing younger guys, and he was obviously one of them. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so yeah, – yeah. that's that's the flip side of that. You know, you you playing those young guys and you're young and all that stuff and you hear them talk about that, okay, and you hear it and you put up for it for, with the year, for a year or two, but then it changes. <laughs> and those young guys become experienced. And I think that's where we're at. That's why I'm saying this, this is a seminal moment in the programs under Kalani. And I don't really even know what seminal means. Mm-hmm. But just sounds big. Could go with critical or crucial. No, because because he's, if you use seminal, you sound smarter. Because a lot of people now driving to work or whatever they're doing, they're like, oh, man, wow, that's a big deal. Where you know you yeah. get critical, and then critical and crucial, they're different words, and they're often misused. So I didn't want to go there because I might not have used the word, the correct version of the word. Should I use critical? Should I use crucial? You know what I mean? But seminal, when I go seminal, I sound really smart. I think you have to admit it. I, in fact, I would, guys, get on Twitter. Seminal moment in Kalani Sotaki's history as the BYU coach. That sounds big. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, because, but I'm not wrong. This time I'm right. This just freaking sounds big when you say that. This is a seminal moment under Kalani Sataki. And I got to admit, I'm not 100% sure what it means, but I know it means something. Containing or contributing the seeds of later development. That makes me think pivotal would be a better synonym. Uh, no, but see, guys, no pivotal. No, you got to go. You got to make them think. That's You're missing the point. I can <laughs> I could dumb down and use a bunch of U of U words, but I'm using a oh, BYU law school oh, word. Oh, <laughs> oh you pot stirrer. You're stirring the well, pot. better than pot smoker. A mixer of the pot. <laughs> All right, the kettle, not the pot, because then there's just marijuana jokes everywhere. A mixer of the kettle. A kettle stirrer. Man, what are you talking about? A cauldron mixer. Oh, a cauldron? That's what they have about the, the U Utes. on 4th South, isn't it? That's where you just drag the Utes. Yeah, it is, as a matter of fact. Well done. <laughs> well, you didn't take a shot at the Aggies, so Scotty G's grateful for that. Grateful for what? He's not listening. <laughs> 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 not yet. He's not driving a remote yet. All right, David Locke. He's coming up. Utah Jazz Radio Voice putting a bow on the season. What does it mean? How's this team going to change going forward? We'll talk with him and then Kareem Copeland from the Washington Post. Give us the lowdown on Navy and BYU. Got a poll question up on the BYU Navy game. Go on Twitter, David DJ James. Cast your vote. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what you think of BYU and Navy. We'll have Kareem at 8.30. David Locke is next.